Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive, uh, the second annual uh, Propapalooza. Andy, are you as excited for Propapalooza 2, the revenge? <laughs> Propapalooza uh, 2. The we went about it all wrong last year. We, yeah. we tried to we tried to get cute. We tried to turn it into like a game show where we had units to allocate and we we're trying to beat each other. And we t- none of us took anything very chalky that actually cashed. We were putting together like huge parlays and like thirty to one shots on the MVP and swinging for the fences on so everything. Yes. Yeah, so we, we tied. Had a, we, we, we had a, we had a $250 uh, bankroll, which we, so we tied at minus $250. (laughs) It was, it was a bunch of just shots and that was silly. So this year, and granted that was like our fifth podcast ever. So that's a good point. You know, suck it. Like we're much, we're much older and wiser. We're We're much older and wiser. We've learned to turn it around. We're trying to turn it around, be better, more informative. We're actually going to, kind of handicap these these big prop prop categories and pick something like these are things I'm actually going to bet money on. Like I'll tell you if I'm actually going to bet them or not. That'll be some I might skip. But, like these are things I've already bet or will be betting or would suggest if you can get a good number. So we're gonna rip through what uh MVP rookie the of the five. year rookie of the year first coach fired coach of the was it coach of the year or not? Yeah yeah coach of the year and defensive player of the year. And then at the end, we'll kind of throw in uh, a couple fun ones that uh, and, and fun is kind of a subjective term, something that's not in a, you know, category like that, that maybe we found that we're betting on, because if you look and I, again, I have five dimes, sports book, bet online, Bovada, bet DSI bookmaker, my bookie, and a couple, one other one open on tabs right now. I've got so much stuff I'm looking at, and there are some there are some goofy ones. Like you can bet what place a team finishes inside their division. You can bet how many interceptions will where they'll be thrown by the quarterback who throws the most interceptions over under. If the the receivers with the most receptor receiving touchdowns over under fourteen and a half. There's there's a ton of fun fun stuff like that. Uh, I'm I'm looking at uh, Bet Online right now, and they have a just a grip of goofy ones like that. So I'm sure Will has some fun ones like that, and I certainly have some up my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that was well set up. Uh, I'm I'm so freaking excited. I, I, you you mentioned something important. If you take nothing else from this podcast, shop around for your props for crying out loud. These prices are so wildly different at every book. Wow. It is just incredible uh granted some of the looks i like i can't do better than i see at the main book i want to play these at but that's fine uh and yeah have some outs yeah yeah have have some outs this especially you know you're locking these you're locking these units away for the whole season uh and uh you better get the best number out of it and you know there's there's ways to arbitrage if you're into that sort of thing for sure too but all that said I'm Without first prop a palooza too. What do you, you want to sure start? Well, what do we so start? last? Well, la- last year we had stakes, right? I mean, like it was like there was like uh, you know there was a you know an angle like I we were trying if, to. If, if either of us gets anything right, we'll just be declared the winner. 
We'll buy the other one, the sticks. Okay. You don't want to put another, you don't want to put another Omaha grill package on the plate, on the table here. And you already, you already owe me two. And I owe you two. I owe I, you I, two. Oh, I don't, I don't that. remember how that works. I think <laughs> I won on a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. You got more. We should have looked at that. You got more of the, the final parlay we placed. Anyway, um, this, this year's probably is going to be much better. Uh, I think you set that up pretty well. I want to start with MVP. You good with that? I'm, and I'll tell you my strategy. I'm 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 going to allocate uh, five hundred dollars to these props this year in a way that I think kind of not and not you know last year we had real kind of rigidity. We were like you can pick one and figure out how much of your bankroll you want to put on. Yeah, this year I'm doing a little bit more kind of strategic um, allocation here, and uh, I absolutely think that there are a couple that are worth kind of betting standalone. Um, while others, there's, you know, it's, it's better to try to hit the board on a, on a, uh, on a longer price. Um, but you want to start with MVP? Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you kind of start with your, your, uh, okay. So last year, uh, I think I had some pretty famous words on the Propapalooza one, which was something along the lines of Brady is the favorite. Uh, and that's crazy. He would have to exceed expectations by so much. There's no way he could win the MVP. Uh, you know, what, what, what kind of stat line would he have to get it to win the MVP? And it, it worked out. Rogers gets hurt. Uh, luck was a no show. Uh, there were all kinds of factors that uh, limited Russell Wilson. And uh, I can't even remember who some of the other higher up guys were. Rhett, Matt Ryan had a regression season. Uh, Cam Newton might have been up there, but he was, uh, you know, he didn't put up stats. So it, it was basically Brady's by default from about week four. Um, and, uh, you know, that. It, it surprised to see they opened him with a uh, a little bit um, more generous price this year uh, than they were even looking for last year. Uh, I guess they're thinking he's not going to repeat. Is that how you read this? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, a year older, and I mean, basically just a, a year older, and maybe. Fewer There's weapons. Few, few, yeah, maybe the receivers they're a little worried about because it is you lose Edelman for four games and the rest of it is kind of a big question mark. It's a fair point. Uh, that said, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll get to Brady maybe. Well, let's, let's start at the top of the list here. Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers is the presumptive favorite. Now, this was a tough. This is a tough one. How often? Uh, does the MVP come from a team that wins a buy uh, and you know, makes the playoffs and gets a buy? Um, well, last year, Brady, the year before, um, Matt Ryan, they did they have a buy? Yes. Let's go Cam, keep going down the list. Cam Newton, Aaron yes, Rodgers, Peyton yes, Manning. Yes. Yes. AP, Rodgers, yes, Brady, yes, Manning, Manning, Brady. Yes. 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 Yeah, so going. basically, so basically, you're, so you're telling me if you don't finish in the top two of your division, you're pretty much not winning this award unless you maybe unless you set like an all time like statistical achievement in your particular category. Right. Is that a fair yeah, assumption? I'd say so. OK, so who do what teams do we think have a reasonable? Yeah, and just I mean, finishing that, that kind of goes that kind of goes to my point, too. If you look back from like the year 2000 on. There's another thing. It's probably going to be a quarterback. Looking at what <laughs> happened, what what had to happen for it not to be a quarterback 
in just, you know, the past 20 years or so. And I guess you could go to uh, Terrell Davis did one, did win at that uh, about 20 years ago also. But the, the last time a quarterback didn't win it was Adrian Peterson. And what are we looking at? 2012. So it's actually even, it's been a few years already. What did Adrian Peterson need to do that year? He ran for almost 2,100 yards. <laughs> he averaged 131 yards a game. You weren't, even with what Manning did that, you weren't going to take the MVP away. That is a few yards short of the all-time record that Dickerson holds. So before that, you go to Ladanian Tomlinson, who had at 1,800 yards, 31 combined touchdowns in 2006, which is wow. a shit. That's another one. Like, it's yeah. a huge running back outlier. The yes. year before, Sean Alexander, I think that was the record. He broke, he broke the he, record. It yeah. was the, re- yeah. the record for most touchdowns. He also yeah. had, like, 1,800 yards. And then go back to Marshall Falk's 2000 season where his his all-purpose yards were just off the, off the charts. He had, like, probably 22, 2300 all-purpose yards and a shitload of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, bell cow running backs are fewer and far between. There's so much more running back by committee. There's so much more just – it's more of a passing league every year. So I think the biggest takeaway is unless a running back is given – you know, 400 carries or touches and <laughs> like, and it, it, yeah, it just, it just doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't seem to happen. So it's, yeah. it's probably going to be a quarterback. I think, yeah, it no, I, say, I, but I just looking at this, like that. just I, looking I at the outliers that have had to happen. And then even before that, it takes all the way back to Emmett Smith, 93. That was a hell of a year too. Like it takes a quite a big outlier for anyone outside of a quarterback to win it. And it, the, and and when the outlier has been a non-quarterback, it's been a running back, right? Except yeah. for like a weird like place kicker in 1982 in the strike season or something dumb. Well, you, the last time it wasn't a quarterback or a running back, it was LT. Oh, in okay. 80, 86, yeah, and that was Ooh, wow. That was and he was and yes, and yes, a place kicker did win it in '82 in a strike shortened season. That was a bit. Uh, it was a bit odd. Okay, well, that's some good historical context. I'm fine basically writing off every running back in the NFL. Yep, I, I'm same. fine with it. Yeah, um, so so let's zero in on the quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to throw Rodgers out here because I think he falls into the anomaly kind of, you know, you know the all-time potential season category. Um, like, like he's capable of it, right? Like, uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but like he's capable of it. So even though the Green Bay Packers finishing in the top two is a little bit of a stretch, uh, I'm okay leaving Rodgers in the mix uh, as a candidate, given the fact that he could break records. Um, How many wins do you think it takes to get uh, a buy in the AFC? We'll start with the easy one. AFC first. How many wins? Nine. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, no, no. no I mean, uh, uh, honestly, like eleven and five might be your two seed. You know, if the Patriots get to twelve wins, okay. Tom Brady has a decent season. He's definitely right there in the conversation. Seventeen weeks from now. Okay, so let's say the let's say the Pats get twelve and they're gonna get one of the bye. Uh, the other, and then somebody surprises and they get twelve or thirteen wins. Uh, any team? What what teams would you say qualify for potentially getting thirteen wins in the AFC? It's just that one. Just, I don't. I don't. Just which? Just which one? I mean, the Jaguars have a tougher schedule, so I don't see it. Honestly, it's 
unless something happens in San Diego where they suddenly stop having the worst luck in the world, like I think it's Chargers, the Steelers with their offense, if their defense can be anything uh, passable, they could get to 11, 12, 13 wins. Otherwise, it's pretty much the Patriots, man. I know, right? How crazy is this? So Blake, there's just Blake Bortles, so many. There's so many of the middle of the road to bottom teams in the AFC that have started picking up. It's really a, a really thick middle class there, where there's going to be a lot of teams from like seven to nine wins. I, I'm with you. Okay, so let's say and 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 I I think what's important that you've done here, which is really good, is that we've kind of qualified the expectation of teams that could finish high. Right? Patriots could do it. Chargers, Steelers, Jaguars. I think that's a fine four for the AFC. Now, what the the reason I think it's important is because like I feel like if there's like a crazy something crazy happens, like Ravens come out of nowhere, Bengals come out of nowhere, Broncos come out of nowhere. I don't know that they necessarily think, oh, we got to go reward the quarterback of that team and make him the MVP, right? I mean, it's going to have to take something utterly ridiculous to jump the likes of Tom Brady if he gets a top two seed, right? You know, if the Ravens do that, it's not because Joe Flacco had an amazing season. The defense carried him and they... Coach they did get some credit. They, they kind of... Yeah. they tend, Yeah, so basically when there's a surprise team in the top two, they tend to spread the credit as opposed to, you know, for instance, the Patriots this year have a ridiculously poor defense uh, by Patriot standards, um, p- lesser weapons, uh, you know, and, you know, maybe for, for all of these reasons, you know, at that end, we've seen voters have a pretend propensity to reward award, you know, award MVP to the same guys a lot. Uh, and I think incumbency is not to be, you know, overlooked in this case. Um, so, I'm kind of I'm kind of circling in on Brady. I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch off Blake Bortles at seventy five to one. I'm gonna scratch off Ben Roethlisberger at twenty eight fifty. I'm gonna scratch off Philip Rivers at twenty five to one. Those guys they have too much uh, they have too much room to make up to kind of over to jump over Brady in my mind. So the only yeah, guy I don't, in the I don't believe I in the Patriots defense that much. It's gonna be the Patriots are well coached, disciplined, and their offense gets it done like usual. Like. They're kind of the team in the AFC for the next year, at least until Brady. Okay. okay. So let's fl- oh. let's flip to the let's flip to the NFC. Uh, now this is where it gets way tougher because there are a ton of teams that could finish in the top two of the AFC. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And you could have I'll just go down in no particular order: the Vikings, the Eagles, the Saints, the Falcons, the Rams, the Packers. I guess. Right, so there's like at least six teams, maybe even the, uh, uh, you know, there, there's at least six teams, right? Um, any other, uh, you know, any any of those teams stand out and have a quarterback that you think is uh, is worthy of being in this discussion with Rodgers and Brady? <sighs> like we we talked a little off air, and you know, there's some there's some teams that could be good. And there's some quarterbacks on those teams that are good and they have weapons, but I just don't think it's the same tier. Breeze and Cousins have first-placed schedules, and I don't know how deep they'll be going all the time, whether they're going to rack up gaudy stats. They have decent running backs. Especially the Vikings will be a defensive-minded team. (sighs) Like, yeah, great point. You know, Defensive-minded team. I don't Again, love you're, Matt you're, Ryan. You're in, Matt Ryan, yeah. offensive coordinator. 
Yeah. Mike Zimmer is a darling of the media. You have a strong defense. They're going to spread the credit. They're not going to yeah. give it to Cousins. Carson I'm okay. Lance, let's, let's, Carson Wentz let's, with the, you know, let's the scratch. Yep. possible Agreed. injury. He, we talked about that too. He's a guy who needs to use his mobility to make yep. plays much like uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. And it's just, I worry about him with his knee. He's certainly not bettable for me at seven to one. God bless him. If he wins, I like the kid, but. Okay. That's too too much of an injury risk. Um, scratching him. Honestly, like looking at this to get down to the the depth of it, I'm scratching off a lot. I know. I'm, I'm already everything. down to like five people. I'm down to so. Oh, few. I'm down it's to incredible. two. You're down to two. Rogers and Brady. Okay. Um, yeah. No. I. I. Okay. So we cross off cousins. We cross off Matt Ryan. Cross him off. Cam Newton. Cross him off. Cam Newton uh, for sure, yes. I, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. I have zero zero interest in Cam Newton. Andrew Luck uh, Russell, is too Russell much Wilson, of a question mark. Mm, Luck okay. is a question mark. Cars question mark. Goff. All these yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Goff, Goff with the Rams too too much of a leap to get to get there. Uh, and same sort of shared credit problem. Um, I, yeah, I, like okay. the, these twenty to thirty to one guys that are quarterbacks. If somebody can make a case. And don't even start with Patrick Mahomes. Jesus Christ. Wow. If, if you could make it. What, you number, make, what kind of number yeah, is that? 37. Yeah, that's silly. That's laughable. If, if you could make a case for one of these teams where why their quarterback will have some gaudy numbers and they'll win 12, 13 games. Yeah, yeah. I'd listen to it. But right now, I'm, I think you combine Rodgers and Brady. I mean, you're, you're just betting them both at right around what? On average, plus four seventy-five. Is that what it comes out to with the two best prices you can find? Uh, I haven't even looked around. I'm only looking on five dimes right now. Like I haven't even shopped. I'm seeing five fifty and six hundred. If you even split those, basically, you're going to get. You're about plus two eighty-seven. If you even split. Well, if that's, you, that's if not you how split that works. Those. What do you mean? Because. If you bet them both for one unit and Brady wins, you won five five units. You only right, lose right. the one on Rogers, so it's, you don't evenly split it when you put two oh, okay. props that's like good that together. Because so essentially, if you did it right, if you bet slightly less on the bigger number, you'd, it's somewhere in the high high four hundreds, like plus four seventy five. Let's say on on average, if you if you did the math and hedged it right. So I, th- I think I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm stupid tonight. I'm still my brain is trying to get back from uh, Vegas, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking uh, you have two units. It's you have two units at stake. Yeah, you're, well, oh, yeah. You're, if, if they both lose, dick, be, yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You have two units. At stake. Anyway, forget all of this. Uh, the uh, I, I want to ask one other thing because we skipped over this. Uh, can you make a case for Drew Brees to be in the conversation? He's the fourth highest odds at twelve fifty. I don't love – I love him. I love that offense. I love that team. I think they're a sneaky team to win the Super Bowl, but he doesn't throw deep as much. They right. they do a lot of dink and dunking. I don't think he's going to have that 5,000-yard, 35-, 40-touchdown season in him. It's a it's kind of a more balanced offense. Their defense is – they're becoming more of a defensive-minded team again. So I think definitely that, uh, yeah. you know, it's just turned into kind of a – a team that isn't going to have that flashy Drew Brees in his late twenties. How about vomit, this though? Vomit to Marcus Colston kind of offense. Does he have to have that though to be in the conversation? Because I feel like the Saints just have to kind of win the NFC. Uh, you know, have the best record in the NFC, and he is in the conversation. Combined with the fact that uh, he's never won, 
So there's like a lifetime achievement award buzz kind of a potential, right? Um, also, yeah, I don't believe in that sort of shit. Don't love you it. Believe, okay. Well, how about this? He is going to pass Peyton Manning this year for all time passing yards. I don't, I don't love a lifetime thing like that for MVP. It's still going to come down to season, and they've got a first place schedule. Like, okay. Okay. I think, I think Brady. Brady with his easy ass schedule or Rogers. With, <laughs> I mean, Roger Rogers getting hurt last year was that sucked for Packers fans, but yeah, they got an easier schedule from it. And that's a good. Point. I just in the arbitrage calculator here, if I put a hundred bucks on uh plus 600, it said put 107 on plus 550, and then you'd win $492 if one of them hit. Okay, so two, but so you're putting two you're units. Yeah, you're risking two one. units, but you get one, but you'd get one back. Get one back, right? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I, I good, good, good deal. Is that what you're gonna so, do? You so gonna, it's kind of like plus it? two, plus two thirty-seven, if one of them's guaranteed to hit, you know? Right, but right, right, right. It's and that may be the case. Yeah. That may be the case. Oh, uh, no, I think that's that's how I will bet it. I'm going to bet those two, okay. just because I, I love their schedules and I love them as as quarterbacks and. I think okay. the only the only way those two aren't both in the conversation would be a catastrophic injury, and that's where I sit on MVP. Okay, all right, Sounds and good. May, maybe I'll find a long shot that I like, but for now, I mean, if you want to get past like the the uh, go to the forty to one quarterbacks, it just I don't see it. I and have one. I have you know, one. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky at fifty to one. Um, if Case Keenum can have the same kind of season at fifty-five to one, and the let's say the Broncos get like the one or two seed, he'd have to be in the conversation. Blake Bortles, just I, I think that's another. He's going to be a product of a tough schedule. Eli Manning, boy, mm-hmm. hey. no, yeah. no, no, they're not finished in top two. They're not finished top two. Okay, let, let me let me go. Let me go. I'm going to lay out uh, one fifty on Brady. I think this is a really strong look. Well, yeah, I'm a, Patriots guy. Uh, I'm a Patriots guy. There's, you know, that what he did last year in the Super Bowl um, really was, um, you know, something for the ages. Uh, 500 yards passing in a freaking Super Bowl loss, like that's crazy. Um, you know, I think he has a chip on his shoulder with the way things are being played out in New England. Contract status, contract situations. He wants to play a number more years. Um, and I'm fully expecting he's going to want to light the world on fire from a passing perspective this season. And he may have to light the world on fire for the Patriots to be contenders in the AFC uh, because their defense is going to concede a lot of points and yards. So I'm interested in this from, you know, for a pretty decent stake here. I'm going to throw 150 on Brady at plus 600 to win 900. Um, and, uh, and then I got one wild card. Uh, I'm going to throw 25 of my stack on uh, Jimmy G plus 1650. I think there's a non-zero chance that, uh, that Shanahan and Jimmy G with a full season together blow doors off. And, and if the, you know, if the Rams stumble, uh, which is possible because their schedule is just utterly stupid hard uh, and, you know, and the Niners can catch some lightning in a bottle and somehow surprise the NFC with a little bit easier schedule than everybody else. Uh, then this is kind of hedging, you know, hedging uh, away from just there being all a handful of contenders that we know about in the NFC. Um, and we've seen Kyle Shanahan do it before. 
He got Matt Ryan a freaking MVP for crying out loud. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, same kind of situation where they don't have, they don't have like an outstanding defense. So um, there will be some credit sharing between Shanahan and Jimmy G obviously. But uh, if you know, he's beloved by the media, people love telling stories about this guy. I feel like there's a narrative waiting to be spun uh, if they end up, you know, significantly overachieving. So I'm going to throw 25 bucks on that. Yeah, Jimmy G is a little, it's, a little it's Brady. Not the worst. It's not the dumbest thing you've ever said, but it's a garbage bet at this point because it was 30 to one like a month ago. <laughs> like, like you missed, you missed, uh, you know, Way a huge number. Which, shout out. Yeah. But Christian Pina got a 30 to one. Like he, oh, he did. even, even that I didn't love, like, I don't love the bet just because I'm not a full believer you know, that I just don't believe what I saw last year because of the situations he was put in. I think he'll be good, but I, I don't see him being in the conversation. He needs a few more weapons on offense. And I think they, but I do think the Niners are dangerously close, like 2019, probably winning the NFC West. I believe in Shanahan. I think Garoppolo will be a, a very good quarterback, but I just, at 16 to one, I don't, uh, I don't love it. I really don't have any. I really. I don't have. And for me, I don't have a long shot. So I'm just. I'm just going all in on the chalk. So. Okay. Well, so I don't really have a. uh, I don't really have a any kind of position on what if the Niners are good. Um, So this is really that for me. Like I don't have a win total on them. I don't have them to win the NFC West or anything like that. Even though those are all decent prices, I haven't made any of those bets. Um, and I want to cover this Brady bet because I, you know, you could see this narrative coming a mile away, right? Like if Brady and, and uh, Not Jimmy G, okay, if, well, if he was yeah. an AFC quarterback, I just don't think they're going to get the wins. Like he might, he might have a really fun season and get some get some hype around him. But in the, boy, the NFC is tough. Like, do you win the NF? Do you win the MVP if you're the fifth or sixth best team in the NFC? <laughs> No, 0.0 0. 0 chance. Like, 0. 0. I, 0. Like, chance. You need you need them to win 13 games probably. Yep. And I just That's I'm right. not uh, like 16 to 1 for them to win 13 games just isn't enough for me. Although we would have had the same conversation he's about he's Matt Ryan good. 2 years ago. We would have had this yeah. exact conversation about Matt Ryan 2 years ago. <laughs> well, I mean there's no Julio Jones in San Francisco. Uh, Marquise Goodwin ain't Julio Jones Jr. He certainly is not. <laughs> he this guy is damn fast. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah, so is, so is Troy Williams. <laughs> go good. look. Yeah, that's if you good. don't know that, go look up Troy Williamson. <laughs> Troy okay. Williamson. YouTube that Troy Williamson football doinks off face mask on Long Bond. So, what's what's the next category? Should we go negative? Do you want to go coach fired or coach? No, fired? let's talk best let's, coach. Let's, let's go best. Let's coach. Fit best coach. Let's let's go best coach. I agree. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is the same thing. This has to be a team. Yeah, it has to be a team that does well. Okay, very, actually, very well. And maybe surprisingly to, well. Yeah, I think that's a part of this. I think uh, as you look back over coach of the year and even just coach of the year contenders, like guys that finished with the top three in votes, um, there, is a, there is a very common theme, right? It is coaches that won double-digit wins is a criteria. Uh, they won, uh, or comp- won or competed for their division title when they were not favorites to win the division before the season. Last coach of the year to win the Super Bowl that year. Oh, wow. Uh, Don't look, you're cheating. I'm not cheating. I, I'm, I'm on my phone on a, on a conference call, so I can't be looking at the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, 
<sighs> it was. I mean, okay. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was Tony Dungy. There's only been two coach of the years that won the Super Bowl since Parcells did it in '86. Belichick in 03 with 14 and two season. Oh wow! And then Dick Vermeil, which oh, I mean, you wow. had to give like there was no wow. way around that. The '99 that was, Rams. Yeah, that was a slam yeah. dunk. Like they, they they're that might have been the biggest outright Super Bowl price ever on a team that actually got it done. They opened the season in the triple digits, I'm sure. Right on. That was a surprising uh, one. So, but yeah, it's been it's been since 03 that the coach won the Super Bowl, which it's tough to do. These are all teams that made the playoffs, and in fact, most of them were buys. I mean, you're you're looking at teams that won 12, 11, 16, 11, 14, 13, 12, 15, 13. There's some big win totals here. Mm. It's just um yeah, you do need some teams that surprise. The Rams surprised last year. Goff and Gurley getting things done with that defense, and McVay won it the year before. Jason Garrett with the Cowboys, Dak, Zeke, everybody that was surprising. The Panthers went fifteen and one the year before that. That I mean, that was their win total that year well, was six, I think. Yeah, they <laughs> they're, were they're, very they're, surprising. Uh, their uh, odds on win total was six, and they went they won fifteen games. Incredible. Um, yeah. Okay, so under those parameters, I'm going to cross off Peterson. He's expected to win the East. I'm going to cross off McVay. He's expected to win the West. Anthony Lynn expected to win the West. Belichick expected to win the East. Cross, cross, cross these guys off. Um, I'm starting to whittle these lists down here. Um, I'm also not considering any of these teams that I think are going to be bottom feeders. So this is a pretty small list. Well, this is um, where you should have done this one first. This is where you bet on the Niners. You think Shani? Shani at 14 to 1? That's a pretty good look. If they win the West, if they win the West, Shanahan gets the award, I bet. I think so. If if they can win the West, 11, 11, 12 wins, and the West get the second seed to the Patriots, you give, or excuse me, I'm looking at Anthony Lynn right now. Oh, okay. um, but I, my mind is focused on that. But yeah, if they win the West, they get the second seed to the Vikings. Yep. Throw that up. No, yep, 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 yep. Um, or Vikings, Rams, Saints, Eagles, whoever. If they can end up with a buy, or even, you know, there could be a 12 1 team in the NFC that doesn't get a buy. If they win 12 that's, games, yeah, that's true. I mean, considering how they've been the past couple of years, I'd give it to them. Yeah. Um, Gruden's number's a little ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Uh, the one, I, Anthony Lynn, you skipped over him because of the Chargers. Yeah, you, you know you they're favored. Think- they're favored, but I mean, are they? They're not like some out outrageous number, like you know, like the the that's true. Patriots. Right. You yeah. know, it's more You're of right. a it's more of a toss up division. If the Chargers can come through and and like I was trying to if say, they would get a buy. Yeah, and if the Chargers win 10, 11, 12, 13 games, win their division, get a buy. I think he's definitely in the conversation, and then. I do see some long shots that aren't the worst. Let's talk about those them. long shots because I got a couple that I have. Go ahead. Go I'm, look, I'm looking at, I want to throw $10 on a couple of big, big, big numbers here. Um, I don't know. These, these are such, these are such stupid bets. I'm going to bet 20 on Shanahan at 14 to one. I like that one. Um, wow. And then of surprises. So basically, Team that could jump up and surprise people and win their division. I have been on record multiple times now saying that the Steelers are vulnerable in the 
uh, in the AFC North. Uh, whoever takes advantage of that and wins the AFC North, I expect to be in the conversation for coach of the year. And I know I am subject to recency bias and the amazing uh, you know, success that uh, the Bengals had against the Bills in preseason week three. But uh, if Marvin Lewis goes from expecting to finish fourth to winning the AFC North, I think he is a lovely ticket to be holding at 40 to one. Uh, how do you, what do you think about that? <sighs> hate it? Yeah. Hate it? No, I don't, I don't hate it. It's a, it's a big ask, but it's a big number. I don't mind a tickle. That's not a bad tickle on mm. that one. Um, the only other one I like, and this might sound really dumb, especially where I have them ranked as far as everything, but, and I don't even think he's a good coach, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of falling in love with uh, the jets right now. I don't know Ooh. why, but I mean, what She's if, 50 what if, to one. I know. What if the, what if, what if they make the playoffs? Darnold, Darnold <laughs> looks good. And it's the AFC. I mean, a nine and seven season isn't that far off. Like teams improving by three or four wins. That happens all the time. True. And they've got some good pieces. It's not a complete team, but it's still the AFC. And man, if the Jets, who have been a bottom feeder, if they can sneak into the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, Todd Bowles is going to get some talk. Like, which is stupid. I don't like him. He's a bad coach, I think. But just if, if they can get that shit together, uh, I think he's kind of a fun little long shot. Okay. And that might okay. be my only one. I do, I do agree. I'm going to bet on Shanahan. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. It's that's a that's a sexy price for a team that's on the upswing, and like you said, it needs to be a team that's either a surprise or a big improvement off last year. The last my, little you know, uh, my my teams that are expecting to do that would be, you know, those or maybe maybe even Harbaugh at twenty five to one if the Ravens can do something special. Which I'm I'm big on the Ravens, but they do have a tougher schedule. Right. Right. Um, the last little tickle I'm going to do, I think, is a tenor on Matt Patricia at 40 to 1. Uh, again, I don't have any. We really... talked about him for first coach fired when we were up here. <laughs> well, the expectations are low. <laughs> uh, he's not expected to compete for the NFC North. I really don't have any Lions positions at all. Um, I was shocked that Matt Nagy is the co favorite. The Bears, Matt Nagy is the co-favorite at ten to one. Well, doesn't doesn't Houston. he just fit into our narrative of a team? Oh yeah, that yeah. He's was I bad. Mean, that that yeah. all they added some yeah. pieces. They're going to get yeah. better. Yeah, right, absolutely. But if he doesn't, then he's you know if he doesn't do it quick. And I'll to be honest with you, I've cooled so substantially on the Bears because their end of their season is just murderers row. Like at, you know when the voting comes around, like people are going to remember like how bad things went down the stretch for them. Yeah, they they have a tough schedule. It, it's it's rough. Um, flip side of that, Patricia and the Lions, not so bad. Uh, they got you know Stafford is in his prime. Uh, if they surprise, I could see he be he kind of getting some of that shine. Uh, they could land with Khalil Mack too, for all we know. Uh, so I'm going to grab this at forty to one here as sort of a uh, a little bit have something in my back pocket. Ten dollars on it, forty to one, uh, and um, see if the uh, the Lions can overachieve. Should we move on? Let's get negative. All right. You want to go the other way? Let's let's go down. Let's get in the mud. All right. Let's, let's go talk. the other way. 
Yeah, let's talk about the worst coach. I'm trying okay. to find the odds on that right now, even though I've already bet it. And apparently I didn't even get the best number on one of the guys. It's it's since moved. But, uh, yeah, from AP Coach of the Year, and they don't have first coach fired at five dimes. Where are you finding this one right now? Oh, yeah. I'm no, on, it's I'm in, on, it's I'm in on the, Nevada. You can find it in the prop section. Oh, sure. I'm on Futures still. So, And I guess it is at a couple books. I have, like I said, I have a shitload of these open. Uh, Bavada's open. I'm seeing props on that. Um, Belichick, 100 to 1. <laughs> Put five bucks on there. See if he gets Easy pissed off and quits. Money. Easy. So money. I, I have bet this. I have bet this at, um, I think, sportsbook.ag. I bet a couple. Yep. And they phrase it first head coach to leave post. So this okay. is, this isn't just getting shit canned. This is, Quitting, retiring, disappearing, off, yep. falling off the boat when you go on a cruise on your bye week, anything. <laughs> yep, yep. Traffic accident, sure. Um, the uh, the. Do you remember some of the last first coaches fired? It was, was we just. You, do you remember who was last? We, who was we first decided person? it was it was McAdoo. Ben in McAdoo. Like, in like right. week thirteen, it took forever. I think his odds were somewhere around 17 to one to be the yep. first coach yep. fired. And in hindsight, that was a damn good look because they were expected to do pretty damn well. And their schedule was really fucking hard. Um, and, you know, I had some giants all unders and whatnot. I should have looked a little harder at McAdoo first coach fired, but it was his second year in the job. I didn't really give it much thought. Um, but apparently a lot of first and second year coaches get fired looking through the list of casualties yeah. over the last couple of years. Would you agree? That's pretty, yeah, pretty nobody's, obvious? nobody's patient. Nobody's patient. No, no. And I mean, if your GM turns over, you're probably getting fired. So some of that plays into it as well. Um, are there any first year head coaches that you would say these guys should be worried about their jobs? I don't think so. Not this time around. Like, There's just, a lot of new head coaches this year. There's seven. And I just, I feel like they're all in safe enough situations with level-headed owners that aren't going to, you know, get Reac- nothing reactionary, you know? nothing, nothing like knee, reactionary. knee jerk, and yeah, do something. Do you have a feeling? Like do you have the feeling that uh, you know, with seven new hires, you know, there, there was a, there was a big coaching search, you know, last year. Uh, Indianapolis ended up on their second choice, uh, and. You know, there's not, as I look around, there's not like an obvious like uh, slew of up and coming guys that you would want to fire to get a first crack at. Right. Can you think of any coordinators who are like white hot right now that would be considered good candidates for head coaching positions? Oh, they all got snagged. I mean, yeah, right. um, I would say I would say the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville, whose name is uh, escaping me right now. Yeah, Nathaniel, uh, Nathaniel Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett, yeah. I I think he's done so much or so little. He should probably be looking at a head coaching job and then uh just possibly like I I wouldn't I would not surprise me if Wade Phillips ends up with a head coaching job next year. <laughs> just someone will do it. Like there's gonna be four or five guys that are gonna get you know gone. Recycled, and, yeah. And yeah, he'll he'll get recycled. <laughs> so yeah, and not that I, I think he's a much better D coordinator than oh coach, yeah, same. But, completely. Agree. But he'll, he'll um, probably end up with a goddamn job. Okay. So, so what, what are uh, your thoughts here? What are you? Okay. This, so this is the opposite. We're looking well, the for reason, well, the reason, possibly the reason a team. I, yeah. Possibly yeah. No. The a team reason that does bad. Right. The reason I asked you that. Good. 
the reason I asked you that was I'm thinking like there's probably like there's not going to be a lot of firings necessarily this year. There's not I don't know that we're going to see a quick trigger. Um, and as I look through the schedules, there's no one that I see that is expected to you know contend this year that is just going to go tits up. Um, you know, there, there are plenty of guys who, you know, who can weather sort of the uncertainty storm in the NFL, um, through their bye weeks. And so I think we're probably talking about a December firing here. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, the, the ones that are, you know, your heavy favorites, Cutter, Jackson, Vance Joseph, sorry, man, I'm <laughs> actually high on the Broncos, but like those are teams that don't have huge win total numbers. They're not expected to make the playoffs. I mean, it, it might be a bigger it might be a bigger number again this year. Somebody in that twenty thirty to one. I completely agree. I'm I'm scratching off Marvin Lewis. Uh, they just they just gave this guy more money, and uh, um, the guy that owns the Browns, I mean the Bengals, whatever his name is, uh, Paul, uh, can't remember, Mike Brown. Uh, he uh, he's cheap as hell. Uh, he's not firing Marvin Lewis. Um, Gase is an interesting candidate because he looks like he might have quit. And if they get off to a tough start, he's so abrasive with the media that uh, I could see him getting a, a, a hook. Um, plus, there's just there's no excitement in Miami for football. Uh, and, you know, they they need an injection of of, uh, of enthusiasm, uh, which, you know, could lean, lend itself to a, a, a coaching replacement. So but that's probably like we're, we're talking about the end of the year for that, probably. Um I kind of like Jason Garrett, thirty to one, first coach fired. I know I you're so too. I thought so too. High on I think, the Cowboys. Well, I am. Don't contend. What happens to him? Yeah, no. I I'm so incepted in my head that I want him fired. I hate him as a coach. I think he's a wasting, wasting some of the talent they have. But man, Jerry Jones, like. You know, the joke, the old joke about like, does he have pictures of Jerry Jones doing something terrible? Like everybody does. Like, like <laughs> Jerry Jones, all the dirt's out, like the nasty stuff he does on that bus. Like, I can't imagine what he'd have if that's the case. But uh, it's just, it just seems like Jerry Jones is for some reason in love with Jason Garrett and thinks he's a great coach. Here's I, would my love, I would love to see him fired because I think it would be great for the Cowboys. Yeah, I would, I would too, and I'm probably going to bet on it at 31. That's a big number. Uh, the um, here's my theory. Uh, Jerry Jones still ha- his ass is still chappy over not getting more credit for the Cowboys dynasty in the early 90s. Jimmy Johnson got too much credit for that. He wants a yes man who will not take up the the spotlight and get you know get is too much of a share of the credit when, when the Cowboys finally return to glory. Uh, and so he's content having a guy like Garrett, who he thinks is smart, who he thinks can, you know, can lead his team, but at the same time, isn't going to get too much of the credit if they do well. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, no, that it's, it just seemed like maybe that's the dynamic. And he, he did love obviously winning Super Bowls. He would, that, that nothing made him happier. He's rich. He doesn't know, hope, opening just, Jerry, opening Jerry, opening Jerry. Boy, <laughs> like when they were like, that's what he wants. He wants how, how about them Cowboys? He loved the Jimmy Johnson years for that, but boy, he did not like Jimmy Johnson. And no. he, like you said, like it might've soured him on, on a coach that might uh, speak their mind a little. 
I, I like it. It's a good number. I'm looking. I bet a couple, and all of them are like better numbers in a different book, which pisses me off. But uh, I basically sucks. just bet, I bet on the teams that I think are going to be just the the biggest disappointments. Even and then I think you have to bet some cutter just yeah. because like they're going to be kind of a disaster. So I took some cutter at eight to one. Hey, if you already. had to. Aside and, from the I mean, handicapping, uh, inside inside of the favorites, Gase, Joseph, Cutter, Jackson, Cutter is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, aside from handicapping this, who are what's your power ranking top five coaches that should be fired or should have been fired last offseason? Oh, Hugh Lewis, Garrett, Bill O'Brien, and oh boy. Maybe like I kind of Tomlin and McCarthy are kind of cut it cutter. Well, no Tomlin and McCarthy are kind of untouchable because they're they've always had good teams. But I don't think they're great. I don't think they're great head coaches. Like they're a product of the the players they've had. But yeah, cutter and cutter probably. Yeah, cutter bowls any of those guys. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. I have some money on cutter. I can see Tampa Bay. Coming, I mean, and another thing working against him. Not that I think there's a giant drop off from Jameis Winston to uh, Fitzpatrick, but you lose your starting quarterback for four weeks. So you rattle off a, a series of just terrible losses. It it could be quick. There there could be a quick one. I don't think teams are going to say that. Like I get the the point you made. Like oh, a lot of coordinators got picked up. A team like Tampa Bay isn't going to contend no matter what this year. Good point. Like if, if if Cutter is just lost the locker room, if he goes full McAdoo and the team is falling apart around him, they'll just say, whatever, you're done. They'll elevate a coordinator and they'll worry about it come off season because it, it's a rebuild period right now anyway. So I can see them I could see them doing doing some horrible things to start the year as far as a team and just they're they're scheduled to start the year i mean if you looked at this right oh yeah they go saints Steelers, <laughs> then to soldier field to mercedes-benz in atlanta and then they finally get the browns at home one two three four like starting zero yeah. and five oh and five oh and six maybe yeah. yeah if they start zero and five and let's say the browns are a little better yeah. If you go 0 and 5 and you lose your sixth straight game to start the season at home, and it's, and it's the, the Browns Cleveland first fucking Browns. It's and the Browns first the Browns win in uh Mets, but I mean if it's if you lose it's a team's third win in like two plus years at home and it starts you off 0 and 6, like he's he's done. He's, he's done. just gonna be toast. That's a good point, man. Okay. And he's only four to one at that book. I'm sure there's different lines. He's four fifty at Pavada. I mean, it doesn't hop around yeah. a little, but I did grab him at eight to one at uh, Sportsbook. I think it's Sportsbook. I'm gonna have to double check. That. Okay, okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna stick with Garrett. Any chance you think uh, Jay Gruden gets fired in Washington? We I'm actually yeah, about I'm the high on the Redskins. I'm a little high yeah, on the Redskins okay. right now. Okay. I think all they'll right. be all right. Um, the other ones I did touch a little, and you can get at better numbers right now. Um, I'm really, 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 really bearish on Seattle. I think that team's gonna be so bad. Like, and it's going to be such a shock. And I'm 40 to one for Pete Carroll right now. And I don't know if he gets fired because he's one who is thick as thieves with the ownership, the management. Yeah. He might just quit. 
Like, he's a quitter. He might just say, I'm going back to college. I'm taking the season off. I'm going to go back. Oh, and yeah. Take a college job because he could have any college job he wants that's open. And then Ron Rivera, that's another team that I think is going to be pretty bad. Oh, yeah, you got six, you beat me to the punch on Rivera. To I like one, that. Yeah. Too. Sixty like to that one too. right now. He's he's definitely yeah. worth a look. I just don't. About, I don't. I'm not key on that. Even though I've already bet some McCaffrey props. Plus, it's an it's a new owner. New owner might be like look around if they're underachieving and be like, what the yeah, hell? I did. Like, I can't find it. But they, they had nice things to say about Rivera, but if the record doesn't get there, yeah, right. Yeah, we want our guy. Um, how about uh, is there a case for Mike Tomlin potentially? If the uh, if the locker room the lock that that Steelers locker room has some re- insane personalities right and you know like they were like the I'm trying to create like w- imaginary ridiculous media narrative like like these lost control of the locker room these guys you know they because all year last year they were doing like you know focus more on like their celebratory touchdown dances than like preparing for games and you know and you have all these comments from guys like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith Schuster and we Le'Veon Bell Twitter personality Le'Veon Bell he is airing some uh some thoughts um I you know I got a funny feeling that uh uh if things don't go well uh and they you know they're on the outside of the playoffs looking in which is possible given how bad their defense is um, that Tomlin could find himself on the hot seat. Am I convincing you at all? Because yeah. he's fifty to one. Ownership likes him. Mm. He's got so he's got so much equity built up in the Super Bowl wins, but I mean, you never know. Uh, they have such a dynamic offense. I I do see them falling da- down a little, but I don't see them having like a six win season. Like I just think. 50 to one's a nice number, but I don't see him being the very first coach fired. If okay, he was fired, think- at the, if he was fired at the end of the year, that would not surprise me at all. If they had a down year, like a seven and nine season where there was some problems in the locker room, but I just don't see him being the first one fired. What, what if they're like four and eight? Well, yeah, but boy, that's going to be awful tough. And they just got like, like their they, they got too many Patriots or something. I mean, they, they've got too many offensive weapons to go four and eight. Okay. Okay. It'd be it'd be tough. I'm not going to bet that then. You talked me out of it. Thank you. All right. I'm going to walk down. What's after that? Okay. So I'm just going to stick with Jason Garrett and a little sprinkle on Ron Rivera. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, you want to talk about defensive player? Let's go defense. Defensive player of the year. This is the only I have not handicapped this at all. I'm going to look at it right now. So you better start. This is tough. This is tough. Uh, all this is what, here's what I can, here's what I can tell you. Here's what I can tell you about Demons Player of the Year. Uh, JJ Watt at plus five sixty five uh, is the worst number of any prop that we've seen or talked about today, and I don't think it's close. Uh, I don't uh, for one second expect JJ Watt to play sixteen games this season. And if he's not playing 16 games and he's not accruing the type of stats, you need to be DPOI. Um, he should not be the favorite. And I don't even think I would put him in the top 10. Uh, any disagreement? Well, maybe top 10. That's a little harsh on him. If he can stay healthy, he's in the conversation. But that number's trash. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just 2016 and 2017, he played a combined eight games. Yeah. That's not very many. <laughs> no, that, that's quite um, low. But and the other thing too, he's not 
I mean, he, it's been a while even. Like his 20 sack season was in 2014. It's a long time ago. Boy, Shit, it's, yeah. Boy, it's been a long time. I like yes. him, but there, there's there's just other big names around him. I don't I don't know if he's in a situation where he could get 20 sacks even if he plays the whole year. Oh yeah, he's, sure. If he's if he's yeah. overperforming, he'll get doubled in a heartbeat, and Clowney will be beneficiary yeah, or merciless or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But go and if you do look at this, it's it's been an edge rusher like five years in a row now. Yeah, and I think that's a good. I'm. I wouldn't bet on anybody but an edge rusher. Even Jalen Ramsey is as hardcore of a Jalen Ramsey fan as I am, and I will own that. Uh, Eighteen to one is kind of silly for him. Don't you think there's a little more variance involved in interceptions or like yeah, of course. fumble recoveries or touchdowns, oh, whereas whereas sacks and sacks and pressures? It seems yeah. like that's because the ball has to get thrown in your direction. Right. It has Jalen Ramsey to, is over. To yeah. Jim Ramsey's playing. Yeah. Right. Whereas the sack, you, you're if you're an edge rusher and it's a passing play, that's your that's your end goal is to get the quarterback down. They don't have to that, decide on your side of the field, you know? Yeah, not just that, but the coordinator can scheme for you. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, who do you think the best cornerback you've ever seen season? Like, like what's the best cornerback season you've seen over the last, like, five or six years? And would you even know? Because, is like, I'm trying to think, like... Uh, um, when, Bob, when Bob Sanders won it, like, 15 years ago... Yeah, that was pretty intense. That was pretty insane. He, like he made couple, so many game-changing plays. But a couple safeties have won, like, uh, Ed Reed way back. Yeah, that was I mean, insane. He had Sa- some, Sanders. Yeah, I mean, Sanders but he did everything. Insane. Sanders had a great year. He And he, I guess he's a safety, too. But yeah. Sa- Sanders, Palomalu, Ed Reed have won it at yeah. D-back. But otherwise, the last um, – so it's gone – Suggs won it in 11. I just pulled this up now. And then J.J. Watt, Keekly, Watt, Watt, MacDonald. So, huh. and Mac, Mac, linebacker, but, I mean, still, it's going to be someone who's who's heavily involved in, yeah. you know, same rushing. Same with Keekly, yeah. yeah, yeah Keekly, same story. Um, yeah, the, like Keekly gets up there, too. And, I mean, those guys are, if it's going to be a linebacker, it's going to be a guy who can rush and also go side to side and, Work in coverage. That's going to mm-hmm. get a couple interceptions. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of pass defended. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking down the list, like Aaron Donald at about six to one. Yeah. What do you, What do we make of? Like, let's, let's, talk, sucks, let's talk. about. Sucks that he's not uh, playing. Let's talk about Mac Donald. Uh, Mac and Donald are still not in camp. Confirmed. True. Yeah, um, Mac. Right now, do you really want to bet on him not knowing what? team he's going to be playing in no you don't know what's you don't know what city he'll be living in in a week or so yeah what or what week we'll see these guys exactly are we expecting them to suit up week one what are the latest rumors have you heard anything i have heard nothing i mean i hear a lot of stuff back and forth but it's never anything that's worth reading or listening to and then like joey bosa the year he held out like he had a fantastic year but he missed though at the first game or two yeah or three maybe even yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt. I think he, I think he got like dinked. He like yes. hurt. Oh yeah, yeah, he he finally came back and like hurt his hand. He like tweaked his hammy. Yeah, he tweaked yeah, his hammy or something. Hammy. Classic, yeah, classic guy. Classic uh, holdout injury. Defensive player of the year is is you know you know when a team is or a player is dominant. It's yeah. apparent if you watch football. The AP votes on this. They watch football. 
But stats are still so big. Paramount to get a big stats here, you need to play. You need to be you need to be in there 16 games almost to get this done. So it's got to be somebody I do like. Uh, I do like Bosa, even though it's a chalky number, because I just he might be the best right now. He's I think him and Aaron Donald one and one a as far as up front. Hundred percent agreed. Bosa I'm putting them both there. A- absolutely. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip Donald just because. I, he won it last year. He's yeah, going this about time again. And, and I also, I think the Rams are going to underachieve a little bit. And I think when you underachieve a little bit, you get dinged in the voting. Um, so I, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to leave Donald off. And, and I mean, I remember talking about Donald last year. I was like, he's the best defensive player in the game. Like I really want to bet him, but like the Rams are going to win like five games. So I'm not going to bet him. Yeah. And then blow and behold, they win, they go and win the West and use the shoe. in, even having missed the, the first game after holding out. Um, but I'm a hundred percent down with you on Bosa. I think the chargers are likely to make the playoffs uh and uh at plus 585 uh boy does that look like a winning bet uh joey bosa is going to put up an outstanding uh set of statistics this year um they have talent otherwise on that line with melvin ingram uh they um, have kind of stacked the secondary albeit a couple guys are hurt but they have uh loaded up the secondary with uh, talent and youth um, which I think if they're covering well, that gives them even, even more of a chance to wreak havoc. Um, and uh, I just, I love it. I love Joey Bosa at 585. That's a great one. I'm going to put $85 on that to win about 500. What do you think of Chandler Jones, 2950? I think of Chandler Jones when I it's, thought of Aaron Donald last year. <laughs> exactly. And, but I think, but I think in this case, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. And it's tough to get sacks when the team is ahead by 15 and they're running against you every down to just run off the clock. I think Chandler Jones is right up there. He's a great player, but that's a bad situation. Uh, Cam Jordan. Oh, I mean, there's there's a few guys that are just like that. Hey, if uh, we, we, we're Jack, expecting, let me ask you a question. We're expecting the uh, the Vikings defense to be all time this year. Uh, even potentially even better than last year. Um, and I don't think that's crazy. Uh, if a Viking wins it, who's it going to be? Uh, I just think we rotate too much. We I should get away from that. Everson Griffin, <laughs> Griffin will have numbers, but nothing wild. Uh, Xavier Rhodes doesn't get thrown at. Like it's it's a it's a curse when you're a really good cornerback. You you don't get a ton of interceptions because people stop throwing at you. They're going to go pick on, you know, the the guy in the other corner or the slot guy. But um, something, God, I think Vegas Refund brought this up. He was high on on our safety. Our yeah. safety, again. <laughs> and he Your is boy. Your boy. My boy. Smith. And he is in the top 10, 15 guys. He's about 30, 36, 25 here. Harrison Smith, the way he stepped in on the Jaguars – he read Blake Bortles like a highlights magazine. He knew exactly where that ball was going when the I think it was I think it was a tight end up the seam and he stepped right in and grabbed it. He comes up and he stops runs. He blitzes. He's great all around. If Earl Thomas takes just the tiniest step back, he's probably the best safety in the league. I think that would be the look if you want to take a Viking. 
but I think there's just so many good players on the Vikings that they're going to kind of share the share the glory, and that would be a problem. I can't find a number on him, and I might actually because Bet Online is real cool about. Hey, do you want a do you want a number on a guy that's not listed? And you can just you know hit him up, and I they'll usually give you something. So I I watched Daniel Hunter in a couple games. And boy, if that guy could finish, he should have had four sacks in the preseason game that he didn't play all that much. Like if he could finish a sack, that guy might have like 25 this year and he is not up anywhere. I think he will actually be the best defensive end on the Vikings this year. That is. And actually I I did find him. He did. They threw him up. They threw him up a bet online at 50 to one, which I wish that was bigger, but that might be something. In fact, yeah, I'm putting like 10, 15 bucks on Daniel Hunter right now. I love it. I'm going to go check that down as well. I like that look. Uh, Bosa is a heavier look uh, at 85, and and then I'll track down some Daniel Hunter for like $20 yeah, or something again, like that. And again, shop around. Joey Bosa's 700 at uh, at Bet Online. You know, just what, what were we saying on 585? Yeah, he's $1.15 better at Bet Online. Okay. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna bet some of these, take a look around, take the time. You've got two weeks before the season starts. Yep. All right. Good stuff, man. Look around, find it. So, what was the what's the last category before we get? Oh, fun, fun one. Rookie ROI. Oh yeah. Rookie of the year. Well, you just go ahead. I already did a Twitter thread on this. (laughs) Um, are there any? especially useful trends as you look back historically at rookie of the year. Is it a guy that like first overall pick hits often or. Well, like, yeah, what, we'll, what, we'll, we'll go right to, I did do it. Yeah. I did a Twitter thread kind of just because I, it was racing around in my mind and I needed to write something down. The average player who won rookie of the year played in 14 games. In fact, exactly 14 games flat. There was a couple guys who missed a game here or there, but there was a lot of people who played all 16. So it just feels like it almost has to be someone who is already going to be part of the offense. It's already predetermined that they're going to start. If not, uh, you know, like if you look at Kamara's, he didn't start per se, but running back starts are a little funny, especially when you go committee with Ingram like that. Like he played a lot. It, just because it's he only started a couple games, that's kind of a silly number. A lot of the quarterbacks started 15, 16 games and won at Cam Newton, started right from the get-go. A couple guys like that, I'd have to go back and look. But it came out to 14 games. So Baker Mayfield isn't starting. Josh Rosen isn't starting. Lamar Jackson isn't starting. Those guys are all in the top seven. I don't know if I'd want to invest money in a quarterback, even though it's usually a quarterback it's tough to invest in a quarterback where you're waiting for another guy to get hurt or play really, really poorly on a couple of these teams are teams that maybe aren't expected to do as well. So you're not going to pull the plug on Sam Bradford just because you're sitting at like three and three or two and four. Like, I think they want to slowly incorporate Baker and Josh uh, Rosen in Josh Allen. I think looks like he's not good. Like maybe, yeah, right. Tough to read. Like that was like that's like the just, Deshaun Kaiser play I made last year. I think I had a Deshaun Kaiser. I was like, he, he all he has to do is win like six games, and he's a rookie of the year. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser might have been 
the, the opposite rookie, like first rookie fired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, just, just looking, and there are some there are some deep numbers. Like, uh, and granted, this was this was exactly what I just said it would be crazy to happen. But when Dak won it, I mean, it was an injury. Yeah, and right. He had a huge number. So it, it I mean, happened in the preseason. It happened in the preseason, though. And I guess sports sports cheetah Preston he explained this so well one time. He's he said that number. He didn't. I don't think he bet it huge, but he bet it at like a hundred to one or something better than that. Even maybe five hundred to one. I think something it was five hundred to one. Yeah, because he said he said essentially I'm parlaying that the Cowboys' offense is good this year, and. Tony, Tony Romo, Romo gets hurt. Gets hurt. Yeah. He's like, so the implied probability of 500 to one was what I can't remember what it was. He's like, the odds of the Cowboys being good and Tony Romo getting hurt are higher. Like, this number is just too big. He's like, I just took it because I thought it was dumb. And Romo getting hurt was like a coin flip for me. And things like that happen. And it's impossible to predict. Well, and the best was that, who, that Romo got that? hurt. That was wicked. The best was Romo got hurt like a day later. Yeah. <laughs> like he posted so, that. Yeah, he and got I was it like, wow. Just in time. It, and then it happened like, bam. It was incredible. Yeah. And I had I had some DAC that year, but it was at like 15 to 1. And, so, uh, which, which was nice, but shit wasn't 500. So I'm crossing off guys left and right. Uh, Rashad Penny is 15 to 1. He's not even the best running back there. Like they're they're going to use Carson more. They like him. Penny's slow to get it and that offense won't be that great. Nope. Sony Michelle, nope. He has some knee issues, but I mean he's a guy. He had 17 touchdowns last year. If the Patriots like him and they're using yeah. him in the red zone, he could be a touchdown vulture that gets some big numbers. I think he's going to unimpress. Yeah, Calvin Ridley Fast. I'm not huge on him. I think he can have a very good NFL career and be Always, a very good yeah. receiver, but I don't I don't know if it it translates immediately. Yeah, he has to surpass uh, Julio Jones and be the number one wide receiver to be considered rookie of the year in my mind. Yeah. The ones I'm outside of the the long shots, I don't I didn't like the pick. I don't like the team. I'm not high on anything about him, especially their quarterback and their line. But Saquon Barkley, they're going to force feed him because I feel like it's Gettleman, on their heads. Gettleman, yeah, Gettleman wants to prove a point. Yeah, he's going to get so many carries if he stays healthy. It just he's going to get like twelve hundred fifty yards and like ten touchdowns. It's just the 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 workload they're going to give him. He should get some yardage. It, the only way he suffers is if he just he's not getting the touchdowns. If it's getting sniped. If they're getting some some touchdowns through the air, because they do have some good receivers too. So, okay, so I, let me I think let me, the, let me the ask numbers, you. The number sucks, but boy, they, they're just gonna feed him the rock for some reason. So tell me this, uh, Saquon Barkley with that stat line, twelve hundred yards and eight touchdowns on an eight and eight Giants team, does he win Rookie of the Year? It it all depends on the rest Presum- of the field. Presumptive favorite. He, yeah, I mean, but there, I mean, there's other running backs. That are okay, on let's better talk, te- you know, better teams. About, like you, yeah, you have okay. a Royce, Royce right. Freeman has a right. breakout year. Because last year, Kamara won kind of out of nowhere. Last year, I would I would love to know what his number was uh, in the uh, preseason. It was a big ass number, and we should we should caveat we're talking about offensive rookie of the year because there are two different markets. Um, and I, I was looking, I was doing my you know my prep for this pod. 
I was going through all of these running back situations here, trying to see like, is there another Kamara that's going to like surprise or shock or, you know, a guy that's like expected to be second fiddle, but uh, you know, who may have a dynamic role and become, you know, un- indispensable. Um, and what I found going through the first and second round running backs that were drafted last year, what the hell were so many of these teams thinking drafting running backs we have, uh, I, I, I could not, I could not tell you how bullish I am on Josh Jackson, the cornerback for the green Bay Packers. That guy can flat out play. He is super duper good. I guess he was from Iowa last year. I never mm-hmm. saw him play very much, but, uh, the fact that he slid to about halfway through the second round is pretty embarrassing. Um, and he ended up on the Packers, who desperately needed him, was pretty lucky. Uh, and uh, here are some teams that drafted running backs before they could have taken Josh Jackson. <clears throat> the Patriots took Sonny Michelle. I would have liked to see Josh Jackson in a Patriots uniform. The Seahawks took Rashad Penny. They legitimately just lost their entire secondary and could have immediately replaced their guy with the, you know Sherman with an impact player like Jackson. No, they took Rashad Penny. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, one of the worst secondaries in the league, and it's not even close. They take Ronald Jones Jr. Uh, and then there was one other one that, that I wanted to bring up, and I forgot about it. I was on a friggin' roll. Uh, it was uh, the Browns. The Browns had a, dis- dis- a disastrous secondary last year. They take Nick Chubb early in the second round. Um, I really hope that uh, Josh Jackson – this is just a little sidebar, but I really hope Josh Jackson – uh, is playing with the chip on his shoulder and makes all these teams that desperately needed a quarterback cornerback that passed on him regret it. So, um, you know, all of these running backs, I'm not high on. I could not find one that I felt like was a Kamara. Uh, and I think there's only one bet here. And I think it's Sam Darnold at plus. What you, what was the best number you found for Sam Darnold? 10 to one at my bookie, which not that I like to pump their tires because their numbers <laughs> are all over. Like the, it's amazing that somehow my bookie had the best number on anything because like Royce, <laughs> we, I talked to somebody about Royce Freeman earlier. I think Caleb asked about it and it was 32 to one at, at my, or at uh, five dimes. And then other places, similar numbers, 30 to one. He's like eight to one at my bookie. Makes no sense. I don't know if they're they're taking a liability that heavily on one guy that they're moving to be a, a quarter of the price other places. I mean, it's just a, they had some wild ass numbers, but you can get go to mybookie.com, get yourself <laughs> 10 to 1 because I do love he, he has some decent receivers. I don't like the running back situation, it's not a great team, but he's going to start and he doesn't look bad. I think he's a smart kid. He's got a high football IQ. I think he was just bored last year at USC thinking about going to the NFL because he would look great two years ago. He just looked disinterested sometimes, made some boneheaded plays. It's like he wasn't his head wasn't in the game preseason. It's hard to tell, but I liked how he looked. He's gonna start. Um he's plus nine fifty at uh at five dimes. You can get him for or Darnold is plus seven fifty. Excuse me, ten to one at my bookie. Canadians, he's twelve to one at Bet three six five. Oh, or somebody with Canadian friends who can wire them money, like they have, <laughs> like like I do for soccer props. 
Ah, hey, let me ask you something. Um, Honestly, you I'm a, still. I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to put a little on sack on it at a plus number. Okay, yeah. Because so this gonna, is what I was going. He's going to get numbers. This is what the okay. You you played you. What, I set you up before uh, when I you know was asking you you know what about that stat line you know, stat line and, and wins for Barkley. Uh, if Barkley wins eight games, or if you know if he wins eight games, running because running wins games. Uh, if uh, if the Giants win eight games and Barkley goes for twelve hundred and you know, comes close to double digit touchdowns. What does Darnold have to do stats wins to get that ticket to the window? Ooh, no idea. Like that's real a tough. tough. That's a real, it's real tough, tough. Like he can't have, he can't have like a 2020 season. He can't throw a shitload of interceptions. Like well, they gotta about- be, they gotta be a 500 team. He has to have like 3,500 yards 25 touchdowns 15 interceptions like he has to and show some so show some flashes i mean you can't quantify like game winning drives or things like that it's tough to put that in there but he has to have some stuff like that where where it's it's memorable in the voters minds like yeah like darnold he he showed some poise out there against whoever and he drove him down there and they won the game but like when when Gurley won it Gurley had 1100 yards 10 touchdowns Wow, and okay. granted, he he did have okay. Yeah, he had another 188 receiving, so he had 1294 total yardage, ten touchdowns, three fumbles. Mm. Okay, okay. I, I mean, it wasn't a crazy year, but it, it's still like that's that's kind of like the like that's where that's where his baseline is for this player prop. It's like ten over under 1099. Yeah. Two, like, two Kamara, other... You want to talk about Elvin Kamara? He only rushed for 728 yards. He had a shitload of receiving yards. Like he, I, he, he, he broke, he didn't he break the rookie of, record for all purpose? Yeah. yeah. He had a lot of receiving yards. And I don't know if that's going to translate. I, I, obviously, I wouldn't have him returning kicks. That was such a big part of his game at Penn State. But if he, if he can translate into the into the passing game and get a bunch of all-purpose yards. Maybe that'll help too, but uh, I feel like he's an 1,100-yard guy, and that's his floor. And okay. if he translates well, I watched him his first preseason game. He went into the line, into the, you know, he had the long run. <laughs> he's he goes, a boomer bust, yeah. Yeah, he's boomer bust. He, he does that. He'll go just into the line for a yard, into the line for a yard, and then all of a sudden 50 yards. Yeah. You know, right. he's going to have that where it's going to have some nice stat lines. He's going to have Hundred yard games, but uh, I don't think he's gonna have the Kamara. He's not Kamara. Kamara had a hundred targets. Mm. Well, there's a couple of that things we didn't mention. There's a couple of things we didn't mention. One, Barkley and Darnold are both playing in New York. That is an enormous bump. Uh, they were both drafted in the top three. The the narrative is already you know ready to write itself here. I agree with you. If Darnold throws a bunch of picks, you can pretty much discount him, regardless of how many wins the Jets have. I feel like if he limits his picks, the the whoever compiles more wins as a team, and this is not fair to the players, obviously, but whichever team is generally perceived to have had the better season between the Giants and the Jets is probably going to get a reward like you had the rookie of the year. Is that fair? The other thing, the only thing that really kind of scared me from taking a bigger swing on Darnold here, because I wanted to, because I feel like that's a it, this is a prop that should be closer to even favorites between Barkley and Darnold. Uh, 
end of the year schedule for the Jets is kind of freaking hard. They come out of their bye. They play Patriots at home, at Tennessee, at Buffalo. Uh, then they get Houston, Green Bay, and at New England. Uh, so their last six games of the year, there's probably only one or two wins in there. Um, and I worry a little bit that like, if people are like, wow, you know, he's doing well earlier in the season, he's compiling wins and beating the Blakes of the bills and the dolphins at home. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like the wheels kind of fall off for the team down the stretch that, uh, he could be forgotten. Is there any concern on that on your part? Eh, yeah. I mean, it, it just depends on that offense comes together. Right. Okay. Like, I think I think even if they even if you know maybe the team as a whole isn't great, seven eight wins seven eight wins and a great stat line I think gets him there just because he's the quarterback that's going to play. I'll you're not going to take a challenge. you're not going to take a uh, uh, a long shot swing on uh, Mike McGlinchey at plus two thirty five. <laughs> Gallup, Gallup at sixty six to one. Who, Two hundred and thirty-five, two hundred and thirty-five to one that an offensive tackle about, is going to win offensive rookie of the year. Well, if you want to do that, go Isaiah Win. <laughs> Isaiah Win at two hundred and thirty-seven to one. Who's dude? The Patriots are going to look back at this draft and then they are going to. Um, it, it's it's going to be an all timer. I, 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 I know what tight end has never never gotten it, but Dallas Kader, man, he's going to be he's going to be Antonio Gates reincarnate. I know, hundred to one, hundred to one. That's tough. That might any oh. South Dakota State guy might have to put a little on him. But uh, Michael Gallup, sixty-six to one. Um, Anthony Miller, sixty to one. These are some receivers. Uh, Cortland Sutton, thirty-five to one. Royce Freeman, I, thirty-two to one. These are some long shots that I think have a little bit of value agreed, because agreed. they're going they're going to be parts of the offense immediately. And they're going to play a lot, so I mean, that's. Just do you think a, a receiver has to finish as? Do you think that a receiver has to finish as the team's de facto wide receiver one to be considered rookie of the year? Not necessarily, or Ooh, probably I mean, does. It's it's been since Percy Harvin, and I mean, he was doing other stuff too. Like they, yeah, were, he was true. doing jet sweeps. He was returning kicks and punts and all kinds of stuff. And, and before that, it was Anquan Bolden who came out. And I mean, I think that was just a who the hell is this guy? Um, Florida State guy. I don't know how high he was drafted. I think he was a third round. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, he was late, late second round, it looks like. But Anquan Bolden wasn't expected to do what he did. And he was amazing that year. He and was then, the second, he was the uh, second uh, Florida State wide receiver taken. Yeah. <laughs> And then if, I think if you Peter go, Warwick was first, right? Yeah, uh, and then if you go back, Randy Moss, like you oh, weren't yeah. gonna. That was, mean, he, he won that, that by was, like he won that by like week four, and by the time Thanksgiving rolled around, and he laid that shit on the Cowboys, like yeah. that was such a foregone conclusion. Yeah, like you, it has to be uh, a really outstanding season like that. So, most likely a running back or a, or a quarterback. Okay, so, so I'll, of the I'll, wide I'll probably you sprinkle just... I think Gallup at sixty-six to one, such a big number. And another uh, one I could see yeah, at hundred to one, Antonio Callaway. If he does yep. main stay out of trouble, but he seems to be getting it in that offense. And if Josh Gordon gets any sort of double and the Joku starts to get some attention, he's gonna be the odd man out on coverage. He's they got Landry too. 
Yeah, he's going to see a lot of like second or third string D backs, not second or third string, but you know what I mean? Not the top guy yeah. on the defense. Like Callow Calloway is going to be open and he is a, uh, he's a, uh, he's a gamer. He's talented. Yep. Okay. okay. I dig that. All right. I dig that. Uh, wild card? Yeah. What do you got on your wild card slate here? I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw hundred on Darnold. I talked myself into it. I'm going to play him at 750. Uh, I think, uh, I think there are other ways to capture some value on the Giants doing better thanks to a more balanced attack, I guess. But uh, 10 to 1. 10. Sorry. 10 to 1. Okay. Okay. I'll get him at 10 to 1. Um, Yeah. What do you want to do as a wild card? Anything you particularly like in the the props parlay market? Uh, I got one here. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. What's team will he play for? Plus 400 does not play. He just challenged a YouTuber to like a boxing match. Who knows? Like, who knows where he's at? Um, Plus 400 will not play. Really? Here's here's one. And I'm granted these are these are my bookies. So these are like fucking $25 props. Will Bell Belichick will Bill Belichick smile during an on field interview? Must show teeth. Grimace does not count. That's a real bet. That sounds like that sounds like a headache to try to grade. Oh, um, I can't I can't imagine grading something <laughs> like that. There there are some just some stupid ones, but uh, uh, Josh Allen plus six hundred to throw the most interceptions. Mm. I think they're going to stick with him, and I think that offense is going to be bad. And I think he will break George Blanda's fifty six year old record of forty two interceptions thrown. I don't actually. <laughs> that would be oh, that would be amazing. That's one of those unbreak. It's almost an unbreakable record. Just you caught me. You caught me on a pause there because I was trying to do the math in my head. Like, holy shit, how many would that be a game? <laughs> like, oh my god, that you know, is a lot. Yeah, you're averaging pretty Boy, much. You got to throw three a game. That's you got to throw three a game. Almost, oh almost goodness. like that's two point two point seven ish. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, player to record the most interceptions thrown. I don't think, now I'm looking at a different book and he's not even on uh, on there. Deshaun Watson's right up there on that one too. Actually, there's some there's some names I looked at that, and then also uh, most passing yards for the 2018 season. Rogers just plus nine fifty. What? Uh, I, I like Breeze. Really? I like Rivers. I like Brady. I like Roethlisberger too, but I think Rogers has a really good, uh, a really good setup there. It's slightly easier schedule, and he's going to be just itching to sling it this year. That's a nice big number. I I can definitely see getting down on plus nine fifty most passing like yards in Bavada. I like that a lot. Jeez, nine fifty. Wow, wow. Um. I guess he doesn't have Jordy Nelson, but I can't think of any other reason to ding him on that. Uh, you got a stud tight end now. He does have to play the Vikings twice. Hey. Yeah. His defense he's, might be a little better. He's still good. He might not be playing from behind as much. Um, wow, dude. I like all those looks. All right, cool. Um, I don't really, I, you know, I, I had a couple of uh, not interesting books so throw them out there skip. nah let's just skip them and uh let's get this up for the people wow, i think this was bad no nah, it's just it was just stupid it's too hard to get off in a podcast format um here's all right here's one um 
plus 180, no ties this year. Whoa. It's, it's minus 260 that there'll be a tie. Is the probability that high? I'm going to have to look into that one. Lockie Lockerson is going to have to get out because he's great at checking into this. Ooh, I, I like that. I like that call. Um, like, because he's great at looking if there's actually, uh, you know, if there's actually, if a there's actually, budge, a yeah. Budge, like going yeah. back in history. Yeah. And granted, the overtimes are different now with the ten minute overtimes, but still, any game ends in a tie, no for plus one eighty. But you'd be sweating out every late game. That would. Uh, I don't want to bet that. Actually, that would be stressful. Did you see? Yeah, that would <laughs> that would be a stressful all damn season. Oh, you're right. Uh, did you see Browns own 16 regular season press? Yeah, um, I also saw most losses by a team over. Oh, what 13. was that? What was that? What over was that? over 13 and a half, but it's just oh. to like 200. Oh, it is. Oh, which shit. there will damn. be somebody. Yeah, there will be somebody. Okay. What if, I, right. It's like that uh, my my season win total thing that's. Over the last 20 years, there's an average of 4.7 teams that win four games or less. Mm. Someone is going to be horrible this year. In fact, three or four teams should be horrible this year. You just uh, don't know which ones yet. Dude, if I I'm, knew, looking I'd at, on them. I'm looking through these props. Did you see that juice on this on the uh, Christian McCaffrey prop now? Yeah, and we, we were talking on. to CJ about this a week ago. It was minus 105. I think I yep. got locked in. It's at minus two thirty now. Yeah. Who? Somebody put a kidney on that. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I bet. I bet that too. Over over five. What six hundred twenty five and a half yards? Six hundred twenty five and a half rushing yeah, that, yards for Christian McCaffrey. That's something we talked about with CJ on our fantasy one, and both of us like. Did you did you bet it too? I bet it that day when we were talking yeah. to him. I got to look at same, my. Like, let me look at my pending. I think I got one hundred five. Yeah, I'm. I'm it. not excited about the. Now I wish I had put Panthers. more on it. Yeah, you I'm can come back and arbitrage. Could go the other way. Yeah, I'm not that excited about the Panthers, but I am pretty excited about Christian McCaffrey over 625. They need to average like 40 yards a game, and That's they've true. already come out and said how often they're going to try to feed him the ball. If he stays healthy, he has that by week 11 or 12. Oh, easily, easily, easily. Um, okay. All right, well, uh, that was some good. That was Propapalooza some good oh, 2. Uh, uh, Propapalooza 2 was Electric a fantastic Boku. success. We did not lose. There's uh, there's presumably going to be a way to determine who is better at this and get some stakes because there's still stakes sitting in a freezer somewhere that have our names it's on them to be awarded. <laughs> Maybe they were dry aged and they're now Ooh. ready to go. Um, all right, man. Uh, this was super fun. Let's uh, wrap this up and get it up. Uh, we'll do, we will do, this was obviously all focused on sort of the exotics. Um, we will do one more NFL pod before the season starts with a special guest coming up this week uh, where we will kind of tie up some odds and ends, uh, kind of recap our thoughts on how, uh, you know, post post preseason heading into the season here. How do we, you know, how do we attack uh, um, futures markets in certain ways? Um, and uh, start to sort of set the stage uh, for the regular season here. Uh, and then, uh, just as a note, we'll be putting up podcasts every Monday and Wednesday, all NFL season. Mondays we'll cover what we saw. Look ahead, you know. Look, look, look at the uh, do a do a um, a brief breakdown mini, mini of dive. the opening lines, mini dive into the opening lines and what we saw 
on uh, on our NFL Sunday, and um, and then Wednesday we're gonna do the full on NFL experience deep dive. Bring on uh, a voice from the gambling Twitter space every week to help us break down all the week's action. Uh, we'll get a lot of awesome new voices lined up that I'm super excited to talk to. Um, and um, it's going to be uh, 17 weeks of glory. I can't wait. Plus the playoffs. <laughs> well, yeah, playoffs are going to be even better. Um, all right, man. Have a wonderful Tuesday. Yeah, Let's always. Thanks have a wonderful for Wednesday. And then, yeah, check out. Uh, we should be putting up several blogs this week at uh, deepdivemedia.co. We've got a, I've got like five articles half written, so I'm going to try to finish one today or tomorrow and get something up. Yeah, yep, it's yep. a ton of NFL content because I'm just jacked beyond belief. Thanks for listening. As always, Andy and the Whale. See you later. Take it easy. <laughs>